You're with Julian on the brown note and not the first piece I've done on Israel and Palestine, probably the 50th over the course of this show. In fact, I think you can find a whole series on the last time there was a massive incursion into the Gaza Strip. Uh, obviously, the story here is well known. The largest uh, incursion into Israel in their history from the Palestinian forces I think in a, I think since 1947, I'm not 100% sure about that, but certainly in the last few decades, uh, a completely unexpected attack, and the um, media has portrayed it as you know this 9/11 event, as though there was no precedence for it, or the fact that it doesn't happen every few years, uh, in some form that this conflagration uh, erupts. Um, if you look at the death toll in the Gaza Strip since. The Netanyahu government is famously the most onerously right-wing, vicious towards the Palestinian government, uh, towards the Palestinian people that there has ever been. And even this year, we've seen tens of thousands of Jewish Israelis protesting the Netanyahu government for trying to dismantle the Supreme Court in Israel, which our media has conveniently forgotten. But the uh, the Netanyahu, who's like Silvio Berlusconi combined with Donald Trump, he survives no matter what. He's up to his neck in corruption charges. And every time his government fails, he manages to piecemeal together an even more extreme right-wing version of the government. Not even a year ago, he was being refused greetings from many of the Western world leaders because of how bad his government was, how extreme right-wing, how many racist uh, statements uh, talking about wiping out Palestinians. They were refusing to even countenance meeting the guy. And now, apparently, he is uh, Zelensky for some reason. So the build-up here has been the increasingly terrible treatment of Palestinians, multiple attacks per day in Gaza in the last eight months alone, uh, and the death toll going up exponentially over the last three years. So um, to say that there was no uh, warning that this would happen, why did Hamas go down this road for, I believe, and this is my own personal belief, a pretty tragic reason, which was if they did something so bad, they know that Israel is going to do something so horrible to them, the world will actually listen, whereas over the last three years of their mounting death toll and mounting civilian death toll in Gaza, no one has paid any attention. So if they provoke Israel to do something so absolutely aberrant, which is likely, with this massively extreme right-wing Netanyahu government in power, such as an attempt at genocide and wiping out the Gaza Strip, which I think they might actually go for, that the, the world will actually listen. I don't think they're right. I think that Israel's gone down this road so many times they know that the Western world won't actually stand up at all for the Palestinian people. I thought I'd play this. Uh, Piers Morgan keeps getting himself involved <laughs> in scenarios that are way above his pay grade. Uh, and the viral um, interview he did with the, I think, Egyptian um, TV presenter Basim Yousaf, which does contain a little bit of swearing, um, but just a, an indicative part of it. I want to understand what is the logic of Israel Carpet bombing Gaza. I mean, if there's a logic, if it is a good, if this will make Israel safe, I want to hear the logic. 
So if they continue bombing, what are they hoping to achieve? Well, what, we, know what their, we know what their stated aim is. Their stated aim is to eradicate yes. and wipe out Hamas. They believe Hamas are, yeah, living, but, are living predominantly in northern Gaza. They also are aware they're living amongst civilians. So if I can understand this correctly, basically Israel is doing this to pressure the Palestinian community in Gaza to turn against Hamas. Is that right? I'm sure that's part of it, yes. That's part of it. So this is exactly what terrorist organizations do, because terrorist organizations will have no chance beating a whole nation in battle. So they terrorize and they kill the civilians in order to spread fear and terror so they can turn against their government to change their policy or to resign. You have just compared Israel with ISIS. I would say I, would say I really applaud Israel for doing one thing that no military force in the world does. Because I heard, I heard Ben Shapiro and I heard Ron DeSantis, and they said, they said, Israel is the only military force in the world that warns civilians before bombing them. I mean, how fucking cute. That is so nice of them. So, because with this logic, if Russian troops started warning Ukrainians before bombing their houses, we're cool with Putin, right? I mean, okay, Habibi, you have uh, warned them, go invade, it's fine, you have done your job. Israel defense minister, he said, those are human animals. Mm. And the thing is, Ben Shapiro should know better because, you know, long before the Holocaust, before Jewish people were thrown in the gas chambers, the Nazi propaganda called them rats. Mm. Now, as a human being, I will never accept that another human being being thrown in a, into a gas chamber, but a rat, kill a t- ten, kill a thousand, three thousand five hundred. They are son of a bitch. They are human animals who live in open sewage and decapitate babies. And because of that propaganda, Mr. Morgan, mm. that guy in Illinois, the 71 years old guy, he killed, stabbing the six years old Palestinian kid in Illinois 26 times. And he used to play with him. They used to be friends. But he went in, marching into their apartment, stabbing his mother and killing him, shouting, all Muslims could die. Yeah. It took you 80 years to change one word from Jewish to Muslim. Mm. And then you transferred your guilt to us. Thing is, the thing is, this is the problem. Israel always victimizes itself, and I have never seen a victim putting their oppressor under siege and bombing them 24-7. Israel wants you to believe that they are the victim. Dealing with Israel is so difficult. It's like being in a relationship with a narcissistic psychopath. He fucks you up, and then he makes you think it's your fault. All right, you Bassin. look at Israel as Superman, but they're really homelanders. Wallahi, they are like they are shooting Bassin, fish in a barrel, thing. and they are annoyed with the splashes. Bassin. So that was uh, that's actually gone viral. This um, very powerful interview with Piers Morgan, where he doesn't exactly come off well against Bassim Youssef. Um, <clears throat> pointing out a few things that the Western media won't. Thank you. Thank you for that, YouTube. I do love how YouTube continues to play stuff what you haven't asked for. So many comparisons that are coming out now. Like the, I noticed that the Western news media has gone very quiet on the Ukraine conflict. For the first time in a year, they went near radio silence on Ukraine because they probably understand the uh, analogies between Ukraine Ukraine and the Palestinian people who have been, you know, waged war by a much more powerful oppressor that's occupying their land is a little bit uncomfortable. I've even seen people trying to make out Israel or Ukraine in this in, in this scenario, which is quite something. Even comparing the Palestinians to the Nazis in this scenario, when the Gaza Strip is kind of representing the Warsaw Ghetto in this analogy. Um, like the Western hypocrisy on the Joe Biden asking for $100 billion in arms for 
defending the uh, the oppressed occupied people of Ukraine and then for also the oppressing occupier of the Palestinian people is one of history's greatest hypocrisies and supplying arms no matter which way round the conflict goes is kind of indicative to the fact that we always arrive at selling arms being the answer and never even on the side of Ukraine having a ceasefire or the oppressor in the case of the Palestinian people being forced to the table and having a ceasefire is never an option it's an option for everyone outside of the west many of whom have been asking for it and it's an option for the mass protests uh, which are completely ignored by western media thousands of people were protesting there was a massive jewish protest against at the white house uh, last week protesting for the end of this conflict dozens and dozens of jewish people were arrested for opposing netanyahu and it's not making our news media at all there is so many jewish groups that are protesting netanyahu and protesting the treatment of palestinians that aren't even getting mentioned in our news media you look at european football matches at the moment waving flags palestinian flags of solidarity and as i said at the start the tens of thousands of israelis that were protesting netanyahu's government bringing it to a standstill having a near national strike just three or four months ago isn't even being mentioned there's radio silence on a lot of things at the moment even john stewart a man of jewish heritage one of the most respected current affairs broadcasters in modern history has had his show cancelled by apple tv because he insisted on having people that weren't towing the line and were actually showing the truth about the situation in palestinian territories and being critical of netanyahu's government and apple tv have taken his show off air one of the most esteemed broadcasters in the world and the end game is <coughs> not the eradication of hamas we use the terms israelis and hamas because one denotes human beings and the other doesn't one denotes a terrorist organization i guess if you were to go and pick up arms and fight for the ukrainian calls the western world wouldn't be calling you a terrorist try and do that for palestinians you're immediately a terrorist even though your land is completely occupied the west has doubled down on supporting netanyahu to the to the fact that it is gonna be owned by them what happens and it's not eradicating hamas it is completely obliterating the palestinian populations inside the land that the netanyahu government wants to be an unbroken israel and that is probably appearing closer to him because of this attack and he can wipe out problematic gaza by doing this but we're going to own it the west as we as i've spoken about in the uh reporting on the conflict in ukraine isn't the whole world in fact the west isn't even its own people anymore the citizenship of australia and of the uk and of america <coughs> have been broadly supportive of the palestinian cause our governments have been 100 supportive of netanyahu's cause they don't even represent the majority of the people in their own countries 
We've learnt nothing from the Iraq-Afghanistan days at all. We are doubling down on war and benefiting the military-industrial complex, selling weapons to fight these wars at the expense of civilian populations and of morality over and over again. And we seem to have learnt nothing. There was this period where America stopped being the world policeman after the disasters of Afghanistan and Iraq. But since Ukraine has fired up, they are very much firmly back in that hot seat. The difference now is that there is the whole BRIC nations of the world are rising in power. We have had the BRIC nations, which are China, Russia, India, and uh, Brazil, a massive economic block bigger than the European Union or America. We've had them foster peace between Saudi Arabia and Iran, mortal enemies, in the last year, which is changing the paradigm in the Middle East completely. Broadly speaking, the Saudi side of the Middle East, which is the Islamic State side of the Middle East, was broadly on the same side as Israel because their enemies were the northern Russian-supported Syria and Iran. But now you've got a paradigm in the Middle East where Saudis aren't enemies with Iran anymore. And you've got Israel actually bombing Syria. Can you imagine if Russia bombed Poland right now, bombed Polish airports, as Israel has done in Syria in the last week, because they said that Poland was supporting materially what was going on in Ukraine? It would be all-out war. But Israel has gotten away with their attacks on Jordan and Syria as part of this conflict by saying they're materially supporting Hamas. They haven't proven this, but even if we knew for a fact that Poland was a staging post for weapons to go to the Ukrainian cause, we'd all be fine with that. So there is this problem of a wider conflict engulfing the region, but the only way it can happen is if the West keeps doubling down on supporting Netanyahu. Biden has been hopeless here, and asking for weapons for both Ukraine and Israel is one of the most hypocritical things I've ever heard of. So the Australian Labour Party seem to have actually been making some formal headway here by formalising more strongly their opposition to Israeli settlements inside the Gaza Strip and in uh, Palestinian territories, which are and have been always internationally illegal and are an attempt to breed out the Palestinian population from their lands by building illegal housing and estates which are then uh, guarded by extremely powerful military forces. And at least the Labour Party doesn't seem to have come out swinging for Netanyahu. They seem to have got a little bit more legroom there. Um, it really does seem like the cool heads here are on the other side because if Russia started attacking Poland like Israel's been attacking Syria, there would be an incredible increase in the conflict that's going on right now. But Israel's got a, a, a blank pass to get away with this, and the public have moved on from where they were 20 years ago in the unqualified support of what has been an incredibly racist current regime under Netanyahu. Um, so our own governments aren't even supporting what the people support. So um, it's going to get a lot worse, unfortunately.